Hello everyone and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. I'm SoloBase15 and not only am I here with Zareth today, but we're here with a special guest, Jubals. Say hello everyone. My name is Zareth and I'm saying hello. <laughs> I am Jubals and I'm stealing your tacos. That's okay. My tacos weren't very good to start with. Uh, there's no such thing as a bad taco. Interesting. We're going to have to discuss that further at some point. That seems like a pretty extreme statement, if you ask me. Like, I don't know if it's entirely defensible. Jubals, defend. I have never had a bad taco before, unless you put cheese on it. I feel like you're undermining Solo's argument subtly, and I like it. <laughs> I don't. So why don't we change the subject and start actually talking about Grand Arena and Territory Wars. That's what the podcast's about. So uh, we we have uh, the new segment first. Right now, everything's about relics. We got that video that came out today as of this the shooting of this podcast. Um, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Jubals, did you get to see it? I have not. <laughs> Only because right. I've been bowling all day. It's good. It's good to be prepared for a podcast, you know? <laughs> Solo, I, I assume you saw it since you're the one who made this itinerary and you put it on there. I did. Uh, it's only two and a half minutes, so there's really not much to it. You know, they're doing this like slow, slow release of information, which is sort of good because everyone wants them to keep talking. But at the same time, there's really not much more to say from what we talked about last week. Yeah, I was actually impressed with the video. I thought that they did a good job of, um, it, like, just kind of summing everything up. I mean, it, we've been here, we've been, been getting these huge posts all over um, from them on their forums. And, you know, they're talking about relics and all the different ins and outs of them. And I thought that the video, like, kind of summed it all up extremely neatly. It does. It does. Um, I think I'm just more interested in actually getting to play with these things as opposed to a new post every other day just let me know what my next farm is that way i can prepare oh yeah you're right about that and i think the, the answer is um accuracy arrows <laughs> you know after seeing that video and literally everyone in every chat i'm in was talking about how evasion is going up then i uh this was all before I watched the video. And then I watched the video and it kind of made sense as much as I hate everything evasion related because it's evasion up for an agility tank. It's, so it's almost like adding Chopper's uh, unique ability into just all agility tanks. That's kind of how I'm picturing it, at least right now. Yeah, I, that that could very well be it. Man, Chopper will be even more annoying. Not that... Phoenix has ever been a problem at any point, but no, he's uh he's not a tank though. He's support. Are you serious? Huh. Yeah, he tanks, but he's not actually a tank. It's like JTR is a tank that doesn't actually tank. Same idea. Yeah, and Mace, I guess. I guess he kind of tanks with yeah. Bastila lead, sort of. He's like got one shot and then he's done. Let's get that rework already. I couldn't agree more. I can't wait to see Shatterpoint actually, you know, actually be able to do that to 
our opponents. I'm wondering if he's going to get some kind of lore thing specifically against Django too, the way he is in territory battles. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And I already have him G12 thanks to Fleet, so let's get that rework going. Yeah, well, I mean, he's really easy to gear actually. So yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, and actually, like, half of our guild has him at, at like, gear 10 at least, because all he takes is, like, one droid collar to get to gear 10. And then we had that stupid territory war thing where he was just absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, even at, like, gear 8, he was good. But, um, you know, you get him to kind of the higher gear levels, and he was, like, completely overpowered. And so I posted that thing in chat, and, every, like, all it takes is one droid collar, and Everyone suddenly has a gear 10 mace. It's funny. And Salty had like a gear 12 mace. He's like, oops, I went too far. It's like, good job. Well, Salty's always been about fleet. Because that's his main source of crystal income. Okay, we've got a Salty apologist in here, I see. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it's true though. I mean, my alt also depends on the on fleet. Um, I, I need those crystals. I just don't, I don't have mace up very high. I actually think I just finished farming him to seven stars on my alt. So not that anyone really cares about my alts mace, but you know, but you bring up a good transition point on the TW bonuses. This week, we also had the developer question and answer session. And one of the things that they did point out is all those character bonuses that they have just weren't worth the effort. So we're not likely to see them anytime soon, which I think everyone can just classify as a win at this point. Hallelujah. I'm so happy as a territory war officer. That's just, that's music to my ears. I hated it so much. It's like, you know, what random character do I have to worry about destroying us this week? You know, have to plan around that. Right. So frustrating. And the whole point of it was to get people using teams that they're not using right now. Except for all that happened is we got walls of super characters and you're still not actually using the team anyway. That's true. Unless it's to counter the super team. I right. mean, and in that case, I guess you're getting double your action. If you're really into those super teams, it's like you get to use both. It's pretty cool. I assume I don't. I wasn't ever cool to me. So, yeah. Cup on offense number one. <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost geared him up. I was like, I can't do this. I just can't do it. Um. So other things in the Q and A though. Um, they're going to potentially put three v three back in and ships. Uh, back into Grand Arena Championships. So. I'm, I know that Solo is not the, that fond of 3v3. I personally think it's a great mode, a great change of pace. But um... I think it's a dumb, dumb mode. <laughs> I just don't understand the point of encouraging you to build teams that are based on synergy and then stealing two of the members out of it. Well, then you're distilling it down to its basics, and you get to experiment with new fun squads i get to actually use krennic for example yeah but you also get the squad of stormtrooper han l3 and vandor 
that's literally only there to time you out. They're not going to kill you, because they can't. But in 3v3, that's fantastic. Keeping. You're right about that. So you have to find some way to beat them. Which, yeah, it has its annoyances. But 5v5 is also annoying at times. You know, it has its annoying elements, I should say. Jubals, you do you like 3v3? I'm 50-50 on it. Um, when it first came out, I was having fun with it. But once Darth Revan came out and you just put Darth Revan, HK, and Fallen Basila on defense and no one could get past it, I kind of got over it. Yeah, that's true. Or a Malak wall. Just Malak. Who <laughs> needs a lead? Yeah, people were starting to do that. They were starting to put Darth Revan, Batsla, and HK on one team and then Malak with, you know, random other Sith. So he gets like a couple of random bonuses. Call it good. Palpatine, Vader, Malik. There you go. You know it, it. It did turn the turn it into like a half board um, match. You know at that point because no one could beat the other Revens. But I was kind of upset at, toward the very end. I uh, was messing around with the thing. I I I just jokingly call it the Tuscan Gambit, which mean you know I just throw in three Tuscans, which are all Gear One, and just like sacrifice them to the Darth Revan team, and then it kills all their um, cooldowns, and then the squad is just, um, you know, then I could actually use a different squad to counter them. Um, and I did that, like, on my very last match, and I, I, I got I got the win, and it was so exciting, and then we've never done 3v3 since. Because that's the way it works. So... Yep, and now we're going to have a new meta, and that's not going to even matter. So I'm glad that I went through the time and effort of figuring that out. Um, it does, that, that principle actually does apply in 5v5, by the way. Um, uh, and Solo, actually, maybe we could talk about that a little bit later, but Solo tried it uh, in Grand Arena, I think, with his alt this week. I did, I did. And it, in theory, worked. Alright, so continuing from the Q&A session, let's talk about Echo and his basic ability. Now, his basic says that when he has crit damage up, he gains bonus damage. But currently, right now, we don't have a clone character that gives crit damage up. What are your thoughts? Well, I think the answer to that question was the biggest clue out there of Top Hatcher saying, interesting. I wonder what that could mean, a.k.a. somebody's coming. And I'm hoping it's 99, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I agree 100% with you on that one. I think that, I mean, it, it's been a pretty obvious thing. There's obviously going to be more clones coming. I mean, they said it in recent Q&As as well, saying, like, people asking, what's the power level going to be on clones? And the devs saying, oh, well, it's going to change. It's going to be different at different points in time. And everyone kind of ignored that, or maybe everyone just assumed that that meant that there'd be another release. But um, this is just another one of those hints, you know? They're ramping up the yeah. level of obvious in their responses is all. You know, I, I just wonder how, in what way Anakin is going to interact with the, that team. Because very clearly... They're, we're going to have some version of Anakin who is with that team, whether they just uh, redo 
Anakin's Jet, Jedi Knight Anakin's kit once again, or you know, add another one, which seems more obvious. Yeah, I, I think the obvious answer is adding the general of the five hundred first, and that's obviously Anakin, because they just built that fantastic Padme team. And I can't see them stealing two members off of it already. But at the same time, after you built this Padme team, why add the 501st tag to Ahsoka if we're only going to steal it possibly? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. But at, stealing one is different than stealing two as well. Yeah, maybe we'll get like snips or something. Yeah, maybe. I hope not, but you know. Also, she's she's good on the Padme team. She's not the most important. Like, there people run credible Padme teams, swapping her out all the time. Yeah, but I like using her Night Sister to dispel that zombie taunt right at the beginning. I absolutely agree. I mean, the Padme team has like every member of it has a really essential function. You know, the only the only exception to that being like three PO and. Barris can kind of be swapped in and out to varying degrees of success, but it's not. Um, that whole team had they all play important roles, so losing her would be a hit. But I mean, if you add if you add in uh, Mace, you know, rework Mace, then you know, with some more DPS, my guess is that you wouldn't really necessarily miss them that much or miss her that much well if we do get general anakin skywalker as a leader he will replace shock t so shock t will need a new team now which possibly replacing ahsoka on a padme team could be or maybe we'll get general anakin without a leadership just like we have malik right now with no leadership even though he led the entire sith uh army or whatever their entire faction in Lord of Did I just say Lord of the Rings? In... You did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, L O T R, K O T R. That's all pretty pretty similar. So um we've we've let we've uh talked about news a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff. The whole Q and A was full of uh stuff we either already knew or uh hinted at some pretty interesting stuff. So I would recommend people read it for themselves. I mean, what we've hit on are the things that we thought were interesting to us, but we should talk about our results. And uh, let's just start by um, throwing Jubals out in front and center. How did you do this week, Jubals? This week, I got a perfect record and went 3-0. and After my first week, I went 2-1. and I just... I messed up on one of my battles, and it cost me the match. I redeemed myself this week, and I went pretty much perfect. I had one failed attempt. Nicely done. What was your failed attempt at? It was against a Padme team. I went in with my Empire, and I just couldn't finish the job. I took out three of them, at least. Uh, and and you, got, you made it to Kyber League last uh, season, right? The exhibition round? Yes, I barely made it in. I needed to not only full clear on my last match, but I also had to win. And so I was over Kyber by like 500 points. Yeah, that's that was exactly me. So Solo, how did you do this week? I went a solid 2-1. Uh, 
that first match I had, I went up against a guy with a full G13 Night Sister team. Um, and going into this week, I decided I was going to try my Geos <laughs> on Night Sisters. And this Night Sister team was not the team to try it on. Um, I ended up losing with the Geos. And then I fought the team with my Jedi Knight Revan. And it took four minutes to beat. So clearly this was probably the best Night Sister team I've ever faced. Um, and I can tell you my my uh, Geos have limits. <laughs> and because of that, uh, he full cleared in one shot. I had the one loss. So I ended up going two and one. Yeah, that's rough. Um, it seems like more and more all of my matches are just races for efficiency. What about you, Zareth? How'd you do in GA this week? <laughs> I, I did good. I got 3-0. and um, it, I So far in this Grand Arena, actually, I think the most notable thing for me is I haven't failed an attack yet. Um, I've come, I've come nice. close. Uh, I think my Phoenix came within like five seconds of losing to Old Republic yet last night. But it was a pretty strong Old Republic team, and I probably could go faster. Um, I know that my five-year-old ran in and was asking me a question about juice halfway through it. So um, the fact that I had the time to talk about juice and beat Old Republic um, in that five-minute time span, I mean, I still almost lost that, though. No excuses. <laughs> juice or no. So, <laughs> Who doesn't like juice, though? That's, that's, that's a true. good question. So we all did relatively well. This Grand Arena, excellent. So enough about our Grand Arena weeks. We all clearly did amazingly. We have a question from our Discord server where uh, <clears throat> PB asks what a person can do uh, with a smaller GP roster to help their guild in Territory Wars. Well, I think the biggest contribution is not to mess up as simple as that sounds because that's probably advice for everyone but i think when you have a smaller roster and you have less to play with you really need to make what you have count so if you know you have counters to four teams that you usually see on defense in territory wars you have to make those four hits count um and I know in other guilds, you know, our guild is a little more laid back where we win and win and win and win. Um, but we don't have excessive rules on our territory wars. We just say win when you can. Other guilds out there, I know specifically say you can only attack four times. And they literally, somebody keeps a spreadsheet to track who you attack with where you attacked, what the result was, how many banners, etc., etc. Um, and they do that to make sure you're efficient. So if you have a smaller roster, one of the things you want to try and do is just try and stay as efficient as possible. You know, so Zareth, it sounds like based on these other guilds, we're going to give you a new job as well. Start keeping track of the spreadsheet. That'll be great. It's a good opportunity for me to uh, find a different guild. See, see how uh, experience how other guilds uh, and work with their territory wars stuff. So, 
good good research opportunity for me. Yeah, not going to do that. You know, Jubal's actually, uh, he does quite a bit in Territory Wars for us. He's in our guild as well, if we didn't mention that before. What, what kind of things do you look for when you're trying to jump into uh, Territory Wars? Like, if you want to make a difference, if you want to contribute. For me, the biggest thing is I look at the mods of the teams and... I'll take my time and go through character by character, looking at the speeds and comparing them to my own counters just to maximize the amount of points I'm trying to get from the win. That's an amazing answer. I wish more people answered that way. (laughs) I try. No, that's great. Honestly, like if you can... For me, when I jump, when I'm jumping in there trying to fight things, like I always pick the team that I feel I have to feel confident that I'll beat them, but I always pick the hardest team I can beat. You know, if if I'm if I'm using a weaker team to counter, like maybe I'll choose one of the weaker teams in the zone, but I'm still maximizing the use of that particular squad. I think the biggest advice for anyone when it comes to territory wars is don't worry about your final banner score. You know, like these people that brag that they got 300 banners. Um, <laughs> it, it, the final Shots banner fired. score doesn't matter as much as, <laughs> uh, but when you look at it, cause Zareth, you and I, you know, this past TW was its own thing, but I know at least when I go in, I usually attack the teams that other people have failed on. So I might get 10 wins, but finish with 100 banners. Um, and it's because I've tried to clean up all the messes that other people couldn't have taken out. So if you're worried about doing well in TW, that doesn't always equate to the most banners. Because if you use Darth Revan you know, against the Phoenix team, and you got 20 banners, well, congrats, you got 20 banners, but you just actually hurt the guild by using your Darth Revan against a Phoenix team, as opposed to somebody that's going to sit back and, like you said, find the toughest team that they can beat with that specific team. And that's a great point. You know, I think that we all do get caught up sometimes in total banners. Um, you know, and I, I think that there's a certain amount of that that I've had to suppress lately um, for the sake of our guild. And, you know, like if if you're just going for total wins, then, for instance, when you get to the fleet zone, like I have four pretty well-structured fleets that can usually get a win. But we're really trying to push for efficiency as a guild. Like we actually had a remarkable level of efficiency in our last match. Um, you know, and we won by quite a bit, despite being kind of outmatched. But um, that was a lot of that. A lot of that had to do with people kind of showing some restraint. Uh, they didn't, not everyone showed restraint. You know, we had that old Republic zone in the back that people just thought they'd jump in with whatever random stuff they had, um, you know, and they lost a few. But like in the ship zones, I could potentially win. It's plausible that I would win four matches with them but you know like my tarkin fleet is pretty shaky sometimes and i'd call it like a 70 percent chance to win and it's like we have a ton of other really high functioning fleets that are way better than my tarkin fleet so instead of just going for those extra banners 
you know, maybe I'll save my Tarkin fleet to clean up something, but uh, otherwise, like maybe I'll just not use it and not get those 20 extra points or banners. So, you know, one, one other thing that I think is important too, is you want to make sure that, um, whatever your guild strategy is, you know, our guild has specific teams that we've been working on and we're not like requiring people to work on them, but there are certain teams that are kind of prescribed, like, well, if you guys want to help, if you want to contribute to territory wars, you know, please work on geo oceans or please work on clones. And uh, most of our guys do a really great job of that, to be honest. Um, I don't have any complaints about it. Um, but if you guys have questions about that, like you, whoever, whatever guild you're in is going to have certain things, certain strategies that they're going to want to employ and talking to your territory war officer about it. If you're not sure, I mean, I'm sure that they'll appreciate you speaking up and asking or they'll swear at you for not having been paying attention. So plus working on certain teams is actually a two for one. Cause not only do we have territory war on off weeks, we have territory battles. And so certain teams you can use in both and that just helps the guild as well. Oh, for sure. I, I really actually appreciated it. They've made a lot of the squads lately really good in both PVE and PVP. Like all the squads they've been making have had good functionality in both modes. Like well, one example I can think of, of not having that was the rogue one team. Maybe it was actually relevant at some point, but I don't remember that. You know, I remember Chase, but the rest of them, like, they were really good, or at least needed in territory battles, but not so much territory wars. Wigs and Chase, the old meta. You know, I've seen a couple Reddit posts lately about people talking about, like, you know, some rebels are good, like, the the legendary guys are all good, and then after that, there's a pretty steep drop-off uh, in, in viability. Like, there's just not very many good rebels actually despite it being the biggest faction yeah and the response to that was do you just open a fleet battle right now <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true i don't really care frankly yeah. um I, I did think that was interesting uh, there's only so there's only three uh gear there's only three characters who haven't been gear 13 yet across the board and one of them is watt because no one has him at seven stars i'm sure he'll get Gear 13 right away, though. Um, and Rebel Officer Leia Organa. I thought that was the most interesting one, yeah. Rebel Officer Leia didn't get it. You know, and she's, she's like, non-terrible. She's just really awful to gear and not also not good. Right. So, you know, she's one of those characters, like, no one cares about at all. I haven't heard her as part of a team or seen her as part of a team. Like, it's like, it's hard to remember that she's even around, frankly. Uh, you know, I didn't even, uh, I was using Rolo for Sith Raid, and I still couldn't even be bothered to gear her up. You know, back in the early days of Sith Raid, I used her for the the garbage P3 team just to try and boost my score by a couple hundred thousand. And I kept saying to myself, you know, if I gear her up, I can actually get more points here. And she's just such a pain and clearly not worth gearing up. Uh, that's probably enough, enough about awful, <laughs> awful tunes. 
So why don't we start talking about something useful, like the counter of the week. Um, this week, we're talking about how to counter Padme, as I know I'm seeing her a lot more on defense. I actually threw her on defense one time this round and got a defense out of her. So, Zareth, when you see Padme, what are you looking to counter her with? She's got she's got such a unique kit. Uh, it's everything is surrounding her ability to generate that protection up uh, stat. You know that that buff, and she's it, without that buff, that team isn't that strong. It's just you know they have certain uh, ways of getting that buff. Regardless, even if you have things like ability or a buff immunity and stuff they can still get it uh, in certain conditions and so it's hard to beat it uh the thing i like to use most against padme honestly is just control elements like uh and, and usually you find that in on uh the, at least the best ones right now are on the dark side teams like um you have treya to be able to do isolate that that really messes with that team um and then also use Thrawn to be able to do Fracture, which is even better, actually. Um, uh, those are the those are two amazing tools that I look at. I mean, just kind of looking at ways to dispel them before they can build up their stacks of courage, though. That's, that's generally what I'm looking for uh, to be able to counter them. What about you, Jubals? What are your thoughts on countering Padme? Uh, anything that doesn't bring in bonus attacks or counters or assists because you just want to avoid that protection up and every time they get protection up they also get tenacity so now they're resisting all these debuffs and so like i usually go in with an emperor palpatine team just to stun and try to stop them from even getting a turn Definitely a valid strategy. Like you said that, um, you said that that was the one attack that you failed this week, but you were still pretty yep. effective. Like, what what do you think was the reason that didn't work? Like, what what element of attacking with Emperor Palpatine did did you kind of struggle with? It was probably just more my team comp itself. Uh, two of my members were definitely of the lower gear end, so that definitely hindered me. Okay, lower gear, like gear 10, or? Uh, one gear 10, one gear 8. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What's the gear 8? Is it probe? It is my probe droid. Okay, that's fair. I don't remember the last time I even used a probe droid, to be honest. I should probably start looking into that. You just lose banners because I'm so tempted to click the explode button. I actually just use him for his first special to just clear away buffs and put on target lock. Well, I think that's how you're supposed to use him. And then when you're like desperate, you can use the explosion. But I mean, especially with the with Emperor Palpatine being there, you can like give you can do the minus five percent health on everyone, and then you just one click away to explode. It's like it's like why Embo is so horrible for me, trying to get full banners, like. Oh, it's so hard not to throw the hat. I love the hat throw so much. <laughs> it, it costs you protection, and you're like, is it worth one point, one banner to throw my hat and finish the match with a hat? And it's almost always, yes, it's worth one banner. 
Did you see his uh, unique relic item is going to be the hat? I'm really happy about that, actually. <laughs> Me as well. Hermit Yoda gets his walking stick. <laughs> yeah, what, what's C-3PO's? It's like communications device or something. I was hoping yeah. it would be like it red needs arm. to be his red oh, arm. Geez. Wow, that's good that we both came up with that at the same time. <laughs> so, Solo, I, I know that you've been fighting against Padme more. I think I've had to fight her one time. Maybe it's twice. I don't know. But she's she hasn't really been that prevalent in my Grand Arenas lately. Um, you know, what kind of things are you looking at? She's, she's certainly a strong squad. Um, and you and I have been talking about her a lot. Like, what, what are some of the stuff? What are what's some of the conclusions that you've drawn? Uh, hope they don't put Darth Revan down so you can use your own Darth Revan and just clear her in 30 seconds. <laughs> That's honestly what I'm hoping for. Um, I can tell you CLS isn't going to work against her. Jedi Knight Revan's not going to work against her. So that really limits your options down to, like you said, Treya. Um, EP works, but I've noticed with Padme getting G13... And a lot of people are focusing on that team early on. And it just doesn't make sense to G13, the EP team right now. Um, it's getting harder and harder for EP to keep up with that G13 Padme team. So you're really stuck saving Treyer Darth Revan, which then leads you to the problem of how are you going to counter their Darth Revan or their Geos, um, and other than listening to the podcast that we just did last week about how to counter Geos, if you're up against the G13 uh, Padme team, you know, I would advise just using your Treya and then using a different team to counter their Geos. Yeah, I agree. The, um, the Treya is just uniquely suited to being able to take out Padme. Like, Gear 12... Treya teams take out, they, they, they beat Gear 13 Padme teams, at least at this point. That's, it's, it's actually kind of gross. I almost feel guilty doing it in some ways. Like, you know, that's one, I, I, I always hesitate to call something a hard counter and nothing is truly like, you can't just like hit auto here, you know, but Treya is as good a counter for Padme as there is right now. Like in some ways it's better than Darth Revan, even frankly, like Darth Revan is, you probably could hit auto, but you might, you're going to lose more banners most, most likely. Yeah. I will say the one thing I'm seeing more often now with Padme is everybody had their Padme's geared slow or modded slower because of that slow Padme, uh, Darth Revan counter. I see people now using suicide droids to counter Darth Revan, which means the Padmes are all getting 300 plus in speed. I've, I fought one that was about 315. Um, so I think people are realizing at this point that faster Padme is the better Padme when you're sticking her on defense. Um, and I, I think that's part of the reason the Palp teams are having more difficulty as well. That's true. Um, well, plus for me, I mean, I've used Palp against her in one, you know, mo I think that I've only lost that match once, actually, despite how much I complain about that match. Um, I, 
my my struggle is always I just don't do enough damage. Like it feels like it just is taking so long to take the team out. You know, and that's probably just a modding issue on me. I I haven't modded them that team for a really long time. I should probably take a look. But... Jubles, how do you mod your Padme team? Or sorry, your EP team to counter Padme? What do you do? Potency, lots and lots of potency. Uh, Thra well, Thrawn is just pure speed that way he just gets the fracture off right away and then speed next on Darth Vader just to start getting the turn meter, turn meter train going but even with Emperor Palpatine's lead with the bonus potency I'm struggling sometimes to get the stuns off on them well, and sometimes, I mean, they're immune to buffs when they have their protection up, so it's not all, you know, potency. Potency will carry yeah. you once their protection down, up is is not no longer up. Um, yeah, I mean, really, Emperor Palpatine teams, they don't always rely on having, like, just that crazy speed, necessarily, just because their turn meter train is uh, so good. But against the Padme team, the all those debuffs are kind of questionable. It's iffy if you can actually land them. So the the other match that to be able to counter Padme that we haven't really talked about much, I don't really see it much to be honest, um, is actually using Padme in the mirror match, like being able to counter Padme. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on that match? Like, what do you think would happen theoretically? I know that none of us have necessarily tried it because she's good at countering other teams. Uh, and other teams are better at countering Padme, but if you had to, like, what would be the things you're looking at? For me, it would probably be speed. I'm like, having a fast Padme will allow everyone to get the protection up early on to start building the stacks of courage. That way they can just build them up and then hopefully one-shot General Kenobi, and then you don't have to worry about the taunt and the critical immunity. I think basically 3PO is king in the mirror match um get that confuse start spreading it around so they can't gain buffs which means easier to kill because they don't have protection up and they don't gain courage so there you go bam yeah i think that that i think that's probably going to be a pretty miserable mirror match to be honest just because um there's so much countering going on and so many out of turn hits on both sides like 3PO sending people out every time you use a special Soka's going out to hit um you know GK has a mass assist uh Padme has a mass assist and so everyone's just destroying each other and Ahsoka is going to be dispelling a lot Kenobi is going to then uh put up his taunt a lot and yeah I, I think it'd be kind of miserable I do think though that Padme would actually be an okay, be okay in the mirror match. Um, I think that maybe you'd see a lot of shenanigans where you get like one character that has a few different specials that don't like do attacks, that they do other effects. And then, you know, you finally, uh, you're, you just kind of build up your stacks of courage and have everyone just have them finally just go and punch General Kenobi and one shot him and then move on with the match. Um, but, I mean, if anyone's tried the Phoenix mirror match, 
it, it's just miserable. My alt lived in that world for like two months and I eventually just put in a, le- a lesser team. Like you can have a lesser team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, eventually I did that just because it's so miserable. Like it, it's just not a fun team to, to play that mirror match. You know, Phoenix, Phoenix and Phoenix. And I, I bet the Padme versus Padme is similarly frustrating. Um, so moving on to alt life. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit, uh, you know that Solo and I have uh, the Ewok challenge going on right now, uh, where both of our alt accounts have been putting a ruinous amount of gear on Ewoks. And uh, so, Solo, what what's your status on Ewoks? What are you what are you doing with them now? And how did they do in Grand Arena? Uh, well, this Grand Arena, they didn't get any defenses, unfortunately. Um, you know, last week they did. This week they haven't. Um, I do have every one of them or at least you know the top five that i'm going to use all they need is cryotex and then they'll go g13 so i have every other piece on them Uh, i have all the pieces ready for the finishers ready for them i should by the time that this podcast is posted uh have paplu at g13 and then the other ones are just waiting on that miserable miserable uh cryotech farm because I'm also saving crystals just in case we get a panic farm. So it's it's literally just farming them. Um, now, how my alt did in general this past GA, we kind of alluded to it earlier with the Tuscan Gambit. Except for I actually used the Jawa Gambit. I, used, I was going up against a much faster Darth Revan, which frankly isn't that hard with this alt. Um... But I sent three G9 Jawas in. Can't even tell you what three they were. Uh, they sucked up everything through the opponent Darth Revan using Force Star- Storm. They died to Force Storm. I brought my Darth Revan team in, and it basically went like a normal Darth Revan matchup for me. Until the very end, where I was about to kill their Malak. Um... <laughs> And the bastard dodged. And so there was the tiniest sliver of health left. And I had to finish him off with Raid Han. Just to make sure. It was just Raid Han for the third battle. But just to make sure I went before his uh, Malak went. And then regen all the health. Jeez. <laughs> it was a mess. But I, I, was, I wasn't afraid to do that Jawa Gambit because he had lost three times to my First Order team and he lost twice to my Night Sister team. So I had battles to play with. So I ended up actually winning that matchup. He, I full cleared. Uh, it was impossible for him to win with just my uh, General Grievous that wasn't attacked. And he just ended up never even attacking Grievous to try and clear the board. <laughs> So that was my week uh, with my alt. How'd your alt do? Uh, my alt was good. I mean, it. your alt is on the totally different end of the power spectrum. Um, 
my uh <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I'm glad that it's going to be part of our podcast. So <laughs> um so my my Yaiwaks are all like gear almost gear 11 now and um they're actually a huge help in Grand Arena. Um I'm in Division 6 with my alt right now and so that means I have to place an extra defense and you know beat another offense and my opponents have been significantly harder this this go around but I've still gotten mostly full clears I think this week was one of the first times I've ever not gotten a full clear um they put every single good squad or every good character on defense but instead of it just being like the random hodgepodge from not placing defenses it was like they just did the jerk thing and just put them all in their rightful places you know in their synergy areas and so my team just kind of got i i got through all but two squads but then when i looked at his roster i was like he can't possibly beat even one of mine so um it's a little frustrating because i didn't get the full banners that's the first time ever as i said that i've that that's happened but i mean i still won i won all my matches by a lot um it's kind of fun when I'm, I'm really hoping that my last round opponent reports me actually, cause there's, <laughs> it's been, I don't, I think he wasn't uh, really prepared to, I think he wasn't really prepared to lose uh, his front road, his front zone. Cause they were all really easy guys in the back. Um, so anyways, that's, that's how mine went. I'm excited about Ewoks, though. I'll actually be able to unlock 3PO at 7 stars uh, this time around, right. which is great for my alt. I've had him at 5 stars, but 7 stars is nice because then you stop having to worry about making sure. I, like, I've, I've specifically not been putting uh, the gear 12 pieces on Commander Luke because he's right on the very edge of out-healthing C-3PO as it is. <laughs> So C-3PO really needs, you know, that extra health and then I can get an extra gear level and then I don't have to worry. Like he'll he'll out health and protection Luke by a huge amount, you know. And for those listening, just to be clear, like if, if 3PO is in the same squad as Luke, then he's also in the same squad as Chewie and you always want protection from Chewie to go on to Luke. Um Luke needs to have the lowest health in the squad then, other than Han. Han always gets it anyways. So um, that's always my goal. You try to manipulate it so that so that the characters get, um, you know, you get the right character with protection. So Guarded. Guarded, exactly. Whatever it is. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the save, Jubals. How was your week with your alt? My alt, it was beautiful. I do not have one. I am not a masochist like you two. So, That's fair. so how'd you do uh, this week in AFK Arena then? Ah, let's not talk about that. Uh, I get the little plant dreads, so all hail Lord Dread or Dref, or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, that's that's like a Reddit thing, isn't it? That's like <laughs> it is all the memes. Uh, enough about. Lord Dref and all that madness from AFK Arena. Um, uh, what do you guys 
what have you been doing to get ready for this next GA? You know, we've got we've got the next rounds, uh, rounds matches seven through nine coming up. Um, what what kind of things are you working on? Let's let our guest go first. Jubles, what are you working on? So I've kind of been a little bit all over the place, and I've been working on many different things, which has been both good and bad. But I finally got all my Genotions up to gear 12, and I've started getting pieces on them. So I'm happy about that. Um, I just finished Zeta-ing all my Padme team members. Now I just need to finish them, getting them for the gear levels up. And while we were doing this, I just got General Kenobi to gear 13. So yay. Um, and then lastly, a little side product project is i've been working on Django to replace greedo on my bounty hunter team nice that's a quality replacement all that's left is embo now man i i actually embo's great he really is like don't don't get me wrong here but embo needs a he wants a zeta really bad on his uh, unique to survive more on my alt, I've just been using Cad Bane there instead because I don't have the resources to farm and gear another bounty hunter. So I've been looking for, you know, like I've been trying to find more efficient ways of doing things. So I have Cad Bane geared up because I wanted his ship as well. Um, and, we, you know, we don't have to talk about my alt uh, right now. But the thing that I've noticed is that there's no drop off whatsoever when I use Cad on my alt versus using embo on my main like it, embo is nice he does a little more damage i guess but i i still beat the same exact teams actually i have them both gear 12 on both accounts and yeah um that being said it's a good idea to put to get embo up as well if you have the resources and i like cad bane both lore wise from the series and the character in game I mean, you have the possible double tap on basic, plus his special stuns and removes buffs. Yeah, he's he's actually, I've re I'm really impressed. Like, Embo's great. I think on my main, I don't regret having put a Zeta on him and all that. Um, honestly, like maybe if I could do it differently, if I could see it more long term, like maybe I would have just kind of, um, you know, farmed Embo, but like left him a little lower gear and just use cad bane i don't know because i'm not using cad right now at all for any reason you know every once in a while i'll have like some weird hodgepodge team that needs to be able to stun someone why didn't i do that but been there done that um so what about you solo are you working on cad right now or what what are you up to oh i worked on cad for xanadu uh so he's been g12 and not well modded and sitting on my bench for quite some time now. Um, this week, I kind of talked about it last week where I was working on Rex and Fives because I got Echo done before the show last week. This week, I can report that my 501st is now a full G13. Um, and I've moved on to Jedi Knight Anakin, who, who's I'm working on at the moment trying to get him g13 i have padme i have gk so now anakin's the next member on that team to go g13 nice is, is uh is he gonna be able to get 13 before lock uh no unfortunately i need two pieces one of which is 75 more cryotechs 
So that will not be happening before the GA lock. Fair. Yeah. But you did just get somebody up before GA lock. So what'd you do to prepare this week, Sarah? <laughs> I didn't do anything like all week until until like tonight. I finally actually spent some some of my resources. Um I put let's see, gear thirteen on Echo because he was gonna be the easiest, not there's not like a specific reason I chose him over fives or Rex. And actually I'd like Rex to be gear 13 first, frankly, because I want him to have more speed uh, and more uh, survivability. So, but Echo, I had the pieces for, so I got him up to 13. Um, I also put a Zeta on Shakti's lead and I was torn. Like I had, I had the top three Zetas in my opinion, the Rex one, the fives, uh, revives shenanigans thing and shock t's unique uh so i was kind of torn between getting fives the the turn meter gain for fives or shock t's lead or echoes uh fu if you have foresight and um <laughs> I, I was torn between those and then i what finally kind of broke the broke my paralysis because i knew i needed to put one on before lock I decided that I'm, I'm going to try to use clones on offense for the first round in Grand Arena this time, just for that feat. And I'll have the better chance to get max banners if I have Shakti's lead. So put that on. I got gear 12 on Hoda um, so that he can go with the Jedi Knight Revan team uh, to be able to counter Grievous better. And uh, oh yeah, and I also got Shakti up to seven stars, gear 12. I've been spending crystals, and these guys have been mocking me off camera this whole time for it. Because I'm apparently the guild whale now, that Liam is just a, an alt. There's no middle finger oh. button on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our chat. We need that to just be like a, it's like a speed dial reaction. It just, that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... It's always fun to try to sneak a couple upgrades in right before Grand Arena. Um, we'll see how it goes. I really, I was really hoping. I need to. There's so many guys I need to put on Gear 13 now that I'm done putting all my uh, all my energy and all my crystals for refreshes and everything into Shock T. Now I can finally really start focusing Gear 13 again, so that we can start focusing on gear 14 with relics or whatever hopefully we can all go three and oh this time around as well um fingers crossed fingers crossed. or raised if you're jubels you know middle fingers anyways um <laughs> so we just wanted to spend a minute here to talk about some of the other um some of the other resources that we have available uh, that we think is going to be helpful in Grand Arena, uh, not only listening to all of our podcasts and then re-listening to them, but uh, Solo and I both have YouTube channels and uh, I go over all my Grand Arena matches. Solo has been doing more uh, targeted uh, counters for the different teams, but those are definitely something that uh, you guys should look into if you're interested in more content and uh, we have a counters sheet as well everyone's got their own thing all their infographics and stuff but uh solo why don't you can you go over what the counter sheet is and like what we do with that a little bit 
Sure, the counter sheet is actually a, a pretty fantastic tool. It's, um, well, like you said, all of your Grand Arena battles have been filmed. Um, and so what we did is, and I did that for a little while too. So what, what we did was take the team that we fought and we list the entire team as opposed to just a leader's picture. And then next to that, we put the entire team that we used to counter the team. So again, it's not just going to be a picture of JTR as a leader countering, say, Django. What you're going to see is right next to that, there's going to be a little link that you can click and it'll bring you to the video of the actual fight. So you can see not only the team that counters who you're up against, but you can see how to fight the team you're up against by watching us either do it in a way that got us 60 banners or seeing any mistakes that we made and fixing it so that you can get 60 banners when we got, say, 58 or 57. Um, so it's a lot better than just a list showing the leader's pictures because you get a lot more out of it. Um, now, with that, we also set up a discord channel so that we can talk about both this podcast but mainly it's there for talking about grand arena uh people asking for advice and just generally bragging about how we're doing or talking about the teams we're facing so you know if you're interested in joining the community we'd really love to have you because the more people that are fighting this grand arena and talking about it, the more we get to see the various teams that are out there. So um, we're going to put this, the link to the discord and actually the counter sheet in the description of this podcast. If you're listening on something like Spotify, you know, you can Google one of our names and get our YouTube links. All of our videos also have the link to the discord in it and you can come and join us. Absolutely. And one, one thing I did want to throw in there about the counter sheet too. Um, you know, I'm starting to try to get a couple uh, different people to, who also make Grand Arena videos to start collaborating with us and adding their own uh, videos to the sheets. So that's something to look forward to as well. We can get more and more resources, more and more squads listed to be able to counter. Um, you know, hopefully it can just be the one-stop shop for you guys to be able to find that counter you're looking for. Um, and I think that's just about it. Um, and we still haven't perfected our uh, sign-off here. So, Jubals, can you do the honors? I'm throwing you under the bus here. But All right. Well, first off, thank you for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. And to everyone else, so long, and thanks for all the fish. All right. I don't regret throwing you under the bus at all. (laughs) Excellent. Have a good week, everyone.